Thank you, Bad Mary, for that too sweet play-in. Welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book connected. Alliteration aside, we are John and Charlie Rivera, co-founders of U.S. Comics, Charlie. Happy Comic Book Day, and thank you for turning on your mic. And happy Comic Book Day to all our fellow nerds out there, and welcome back. If you're joining us for the very first time, please make sure, easy for me to say, to like, <laughs> comment, or subscribe. If you don't, we're going to get that garlic, we're going to load up on silver bullets, and my brother is going to shine up a crucifix real nice, turn that sunbitch sideways, and stick it straight up your vampire candy ass, because it is spooky season! John! Charlie. How is comic book day treating you, my brother? You know what? I could say that it is just any old Wednesday slash comic book day, but I'd be a straight up liar. And that just ain't, that just ain't me. I have never created Star Wars. How about <laughs> that yourself? is that is fact. I got to tell you, I was really worried because we had a very, very special occasion last week. And that was not one, but we had two full moons except this time instead of being all not not that sort of full oh, moon oh, sorry, although sorry. people would pay good money if we turn this I video podcast into a booty you. cast but what's up stan joining us on youtube stan uh, lee manly what's up kid john that first full moon brought us my new favorite werewolf because who's dropping it turns out my boy werewolf by night on <laughs> disney plus okay checking in from twitch or something there are a lot of uh wolfmen and wolfmen accessories wolf cubs there i say that i would kick in the nards sure. my boy my boy saving his boy in a maze ain't one of oh. them john did you get a chance to check out Werewolf by Night? And how does it feel knowing that your bubbling baby brother <laughs> is always right? Because I called my shot. I said, Werewolf by Night, if they're allowed to just wolfly run with it, it would be something truly special. Just the reviews are all in. Fours. They're just running on all fours. Ellis dropping right at the chats. Better than Teen Wolf. Um, yeah, no, Scott running around looking more like a, a fucking Sasquatch than a, than a werewolf doesn't doesn't even hold a candle uh, to to our boy. Um, With that being said, I will sign up right now for Teen Wolf by Night. Like you do it like this noir masterpiece, except our boys, he's dribbling during the daytime oh, and fucking boy. shit up at night. And he's dribbling at night too, but it's like blood. And uh, can you just imagine... The yes. Marvel, the, the Marvel credits rolling, and then it just cuts to a black and white slow motion basketball. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. No. It was it was phenomenal. Now now here's the things. Obviously we're in spooky season. Pumpkin yeah. flavored everything. No problem at all with it. I love it. Um. However, I don't love this new fucking fall allergy sexy time voice. Sound like B. Arthur all of a sudden. I kind of like not, it. Your shoulders all that. broad. Ugh. You sounded like you smoke a couple. Oh my god, unbelievable. Um, but I'll be frank, I wasn't quite Hi, sure. Hi, Frank. Charlie's Charlie's done. Thank you for joining us, folks. We'll see you next week. Um, so anywho, 
uh, I, I wasn't really quite <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how hands off Marvel was going to be. We've had this conversation before. In very many instances, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the Harry Potter universe. In that one movie, from movie to movie, regardless of who's directing it, regardless of whose story the focus is on, they tend to kind of all they kind of fit in. They're they're clearly part of a match set, right? The few occasions where they said, you know what, go ahead and step out. Those flicks have not been received well. Like them, loved them, didn't care that much either way. That's up to you folks, the good viewers and readers. Um, however, money talking, um, they haven't been super well received. So like you're looking at... You <laughs> <know>. Turtles! <laughs> you, I mean, you even look at uh, 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 boy uh, Taika's latest fucking entry... Um, do whatever you want buddy you got two chicks and he was like really useless story and thunder because it's going to be loud but it just won't matter ultimately Um, but yeah no that being said I I wasn't quite sure how hands off they were going to be yo these motherfuckers didn't even know they had hands honestly it feels distinctly like they forgot like they were just it very much reeks of like was i supposed to check on werewolf by night or were you going to check on werewolf by night because right from the opening credits they're like oh we have like this glaringly open hole in the fucking disney plus schedule and then like here you go oh cool dude put it in the play it all right cool 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 cool. my absolute favorite thing is (laughs) just like they were paws off with this project one of my favorite, absolute favorite things about this project that I wasn't expecting, despite the trailer, because it turns out I'm kind of fucking an idiot. I'm yeah. a genius, now but a really fucking stupid. idiotic. Uh, I don't like that you agree Run, so aggressively. End of, end of I don't sentence. know, but I feel like real, I'm going to keep. It's going to be a running. The fact quick, that it was black and white. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> the fact that it was black and white. They pulled the clerks with it. Yes, uh, I never thought Marvel would have those uh, wolf nards. To, to allow so the much entire, of it to be black and white. The entire special was from the perspective of a security camera in the <laughs> Is that what you mean I, mean, I guess, except so, uh, uh, real quick, a little bit uh, of red. A little bit of red. They let bit. magic be magic. They, hey, Woo! you know what? You know what? That, that, that gimmick, unfortunately, immediately throws me to Schindler's List. Because famously, Schindler's List. Well, if you watch this shit way different than me. Oh yeah, I was like, no, 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 playing violin and stuff. Actually, there's there's more connections there that you might think. A lot of crossover. Um, but no, no, there's that there's that beat. The only speck of color in Schindler's List until the very very end, when you see the survivors' offspring, is that one little girl in red, and like you see her first getting taken away from her building. Then you see her being loaded on the train. Then like, ooh, spoiler alert, it does not go well for her at the end of Shouldn't Listen. You just see this little, basically, they, they bob, uh, they, they um, cratcheted uh, the, the fucking, um, the, what, am I, what am I talking about? The fucking, the little crutch, the, the cratchit yes. crutch leaning up against the table like a, Poor I see an little empty cratchit. table at dinner next year. <laughs> oh, why? So yeah, that that pop of color always always hits me. But just real quick, I don't know if you caught Paul's comment. Paul checking in. Wait, werewolf. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Where are oh, Charlie's gonna put it up? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so yes, at this point, I realize spoilers are kind of a joke. Up until maybe you have a 24 hour window, but we had a very 
special, special Snuffleupagus-esque appearance in this flick. I are uh, the special. I knew we were gonna get something, somebody, but dude, I I went in like a fucking going to the bathroom in the middle of the night, not turning on any lights on the way, cause you're like, I know the way. I live here. Oh man, that was a fucking nut punch. The likes of which I was not expecting in a Marvel special, dude. And let me so and, and this is where my wild paranoia as we discussed the last couple weeks where i desperately avoid trailers by the way my dear brother my best fucking friend for the entirety of my life this piece of shit sent me the new black panther 2 trailer and i of course responded is it spoiler free and you went no don't watch that you're supposed to be on my team you're fine sir and uh, fucking not Tito I, I, or Jerome. I basically handed Charlie the, the trailer equivalent of a peanut butter and milk sandwich. A this son of a bitch. A big peanut butter sandwich with a glass of milk. I'm like, here you go. This is really good. Oh, is there any peanut butter or milk in this? Oh, no, don't eat that. Don't, but do, not, do not eat that. You are not going to be happy with me. Unfortunately, uh, I, have a, I have a new therapist, and it's also my brother, and he explained to me the virtues of, like, you got to speak up. So it's not his fault for sending me the spoilers. It would have been my fault for watching the spoilers. Well, and, and uh, kudos to Charlie for having the fucking the, the, the testicular fortitude to be like, not going to watch it. I did have to delete it on the thread. I had to be like, hey, "This man, is too tempting." It was like a someone form just form of self control. You I, left me I a little bit of the blue crystal. You just left it, and you were like, "Hey, you're in the middle of a Breaking Bad rewatch, John." Let me ask you this: yes. uh, the fact that you didn't the know Man Thing was in Breaking Bad, I did not expect. <laughs> That's, That's the sequel series. That's after Saul. Um, the fact that you clearly didn't watch or rewatch or watch closely the trailer. Apparently, Man Thing was in the trailer, no. and because I don't watch trailers, uh, I, how fucking awesome was it when he popped up? I was blown the fuck away. And yeah. also, not just not just his depiction, which <laughs> I'm he not. Just drew him in real life. I'm not a huge. Oh, this doesn't. This doesn't visually exactly match because, especially in the Marvel verse, they all match each other. They don't yeah. necessarily match the comics from whence they came. Um, fucking Man Thing was like, Bink, here I am too. I'm also as well as a thing. Can you believe all, it? I can't. All, although uh, that's, not true. that's actually translated from the. That's um that's perfect man thing for anybody who's you, 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 the I gotta be honest on the bottom of the screen should we should we be are being we are being incredibly disrespectful. Joker stream from yeah, Twitch yeah, brings up Joker. a good point. Respect Ted Ted. Ted is in fact the man thing. The man thing is Ted. If you Respect know him Ted. like that, if you if you have a personal relationship <laughs> with the man like we do i yeah, shall sure. be calling him the ted because i think we just go full surfer gimmick now let me ask you this john Charlie. the fact that the uh, internet w received it so well yeah they i would argue that the weirdest shit marvel's made to date without question has been the best received thing on disney plus with maybe the exception 
being the behind-the-scenes featurette of Multiverse of Madness, where fucking Ash from the Evil Dead was the most charming host to ever host any goddamn thing. Are you surprised that the vocal, likely the vocal minority, we don't know the numbers, I can't imagine this did better than some of the more mainstream fare they have to offer, but the fact that this angry fucking pit of the internet was just jaying off their desktop computers, um, it, does that give us hope? Should I be hopeful for the no. quality of, okay, fair enough, never, I'll go back to be being sad. Because you're referring to humanity as a whole. Uh, who, as we all Valid. know, is just trash. Just trash <laughs> monsters running around. That's, that's who they really should have been hunting. That's the motherfuckers that should have had their heads up on the wall. Just like reviewers and influencers and just dumb dums that do TikTok. The little mermaid can't be see. black. The little mermaid. The uh, shit glowing on their back. Ah! Axe. Yeah, up on the, the wall. fucking Scottish. I didn't realize that guy was Scottish until he was the most Scottish. Fucking Axeman? Was it his dress that that uh No, that kind of I like am clearly very point? dumb. Yeah. It wasn't until he was like Scottish from Scotland, Scottish Scott. We have established this. He's like, uh, I'm giving her all she's got. I'm like, cool. What are you talking about? What engine room are you speaking from? Um, yeah, you know what was interesting to me though? Was that was said very like yeah, matter of no, fact because no, because this is this really hit me the the homages that were made right so this was clearly uh, intended as kind of a love letter yes. to the original Universal Hollywood monsters like that that entire era I'm not just even talking about the fucking black and white of it all the heavy violin soundtrack even the the camera cuts dude did you catch all the fucking cigarette burns oh my god i was I'm gonna like, bring oh, that up so what sweet. a fucking throwback yeah, but then also as well as i was kind of afraid i'm like am i gonna get like a quick fucking <laughs> image of like a schwarz just going to town i'm like oh i started crying not, halfway through i didn't know not why. to I'm like oh god damn it <laughs> Not to beat the shit out of this joke, but like proof that the Wolfman has nards. Just a oh, two yeah. second I frame. Saw him. I just saw him. Bunk. It was a nanosecond. One, two. <laughs> the cigarette burn happened. I'm like, huh, what the fuck? Were those like Goddamn Tyler hairy Durden for a guy's shots? Or like not as hairy as you might imagine for a werewolf shots? I'm not, I think I'm not entirely is... sure. I think there is a considerable number of ladies who can affirm those were Rivera style nuts. Uh, if it wasn't for our new sponsor, Manball Razor. <laughs> this is like the perfect spot for the fucking Manscaped products to slip right in yeah. there. We can edit this uh, episode to get you right in there. Just send the checks, get the checks in the mail. Um, yeah, so, so there was all that, but also as well as, and this was... This is kind of what really surprised me with the Marvel stamp on this project. Um, that they threw lightning in front of it, and then we went into a fucking bizarro world where quality was super high? No, no, it wasn't that. Fair, fair uh, enough. What it was is that um, they, they let it be as gory, quote-unquote, as it needed to be. But even so, even having... So, so the creators of this project, they kind of walked in, and they looked around, and they realized... We've got a substitute teacher today. We can sit in whatever chair we want. They're not going to know. Uh, I'm not even going to think about doing homework. I'm going to do that shit five minutes from now. Um, so so they had uh, carte blanche 
to kind of make what they wanted to make in the way that they wanted to make it. And they still didn't go but crazy. They they still, for the most part, went implied gore versus shown gore. Like, you knew what happened. Yeah. You had a couple of quick shots, you know, a fucking sword to the head. Um, you had a, you had a couple of those moments, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Hellraiser. It wasn't even yeah. Evil Dead. Like it, they they kept it in that realm where there didn't need to be huge warnings before yeah. any like well, a babysitter put it on for the kitties. Ellis brings up a great point though that black and white really does change a lot of these like organizations' point of view. As mm. he brings up in uh, in the WWF for heck in a cage they uh show the recaps of anyone bleeding always in black and white because there's different standards but to your point yeah. how much more effective was our our werewolf uh in the night or the day really uh tearing up people in silhouette there is something about artistic shots yeah. that are always going to be far more powerful than seeing it. And don't get me wrong, I'm a guy who loves gore. I can't wait for the next season of Invincible. I can't wait for for any of that shit. Yeah. There's a Mom new Dukes Evil Dead coming out. Dropping in, yeah, film noir is exactly the appropriate term for it. Solid. It's very See, stylish. It only took and it's three very years, cool. But she actually got an appropriate comment in at the right time. Well done. Well hey done. Hey man, it's been two years since she's had a cell phone. That woman is catching up quick oh, yeah, to technology. Yeah. What's funny though, she knew most of those monster hunters uh, in real life. Back in the <laughs> 1740s, she was telling me uh, when they caught Nosferatu. Yeah, she dated Nosferatu Charlie, once. I'm going to miss you, my brother. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, for, for sure. Now here's the funny thing. This, to me at least. Eh, funny. Is it when that one guy was... got his like head peeled back? Oh, hilarious. No, no, again, was not that. Charlie is O for Tizu. Um, but no, uh, it, it, the throwback of it all, like they they were referencing stuff that had been done, obviously, um, decades and decades and decades ago. However, a lot of the times, the choices that they, ha that they made were kind of like, well, we have to. We have to make this choice. So a lot of the practical effects that we ended up getting over the years that really kind of last, they stand, they, they stand the test of time, uh, is because they didn't have access to the technology that we have now. So it's not as if they were taking this highfalutin fucking stance of like, no, we're going to do it this way and have the blood pump out by hand and then somebody's going to be sitting under the table getting farted on the whole time. No, they did it because they had to do it. And probably the prime ultimate uh, fucking... Uh, you know, uh, Mount Rushmore example of it all is Jaws. Yes. Jaws is uber, uber effective because for the most part, they don't show you shit. Yeah. Until literally the third act of the flick, when it's in essence too late, they did everything they wanted to do with implied, uh, implied violence with the fucking music, this and the other thing. But that wasn't on purpose. Yeah. That was not what the shooting script said. Well, they well, did that's... it that way because the shark, Bruce, I'm talking about you, you mechanical son of a bitch. He didn't want to work. He's like, not nah, equity five, son. And uh, so they ended up having to do things a certain yeah. way. But it was well, that's why that movie, the movie ended up better for it. Yeah. Well, that's the problem is like it wound up better than nothing, I guess. But we all know seeing that shark for the entire runtime would have made a much better film. It's why I'm looking forward to the remake this summer. It's going to be great. Charlie CGI is uh, going ahead and going uh, just go ahead and tear up your resume for potentially directing the first U.S. comics feature. <laughs> 
Never gonna happen. Just all special effects. But what's Not funny is happen. so so you bring up Bruce, and it's a great fucking point. But also this production. And it's funny that it's kind of a month after hearing how horrible Disney is with their special effects artists, having them do something, redo it, do it again, change this, change that. You, Werewolf by Night avoided that with Man-Thing because they made fucking Man-Thing. He was on set. They had a Man-Thing crafted. Like, when Did you watch the credits? I'm pretty sure, like, I, you know, I, I tend to watch more. Oh, I'm not saying he figure. wasn't CG at all. No, no, no. It was like Man Thing played by himself. Yeah, I'm pretty well, sure. That's I'm, I'm pretty touche. sure I, I call it. That's my bad. They still added was... a little CG. I'm not sure if you know this. He's getting a little old. Well, now you know what it is. His eyes aren't really red. Oh. They're actually a very pleasant chestnut brown. Also, it's funny. Guy. He's a slightly he's different shade of green. They uh, <laughs> didn't want to offend any other Man Things out there. Well, so they made him. Yeah. Um, uh, Ellis, Ellis bringing up another good point. Deep Blue Sea truly is Jaws perfected. John, let me uh, ask you Ellis, this. Stan, tear up your resume as well, sir. <laughs> Stan brings up a great point uh, talking about Elsa Bloodstone. Yes. What's funny about uh, Werewolf by Night to me was I expected this special to not be the first and last special, but I thought we were like, oh, we're going to do fucking a werewolf and then we don't have to worry about him again. People are, as always, pulling a Charlie, and they want more, more, more. But also, this special really does open the world to a whole nother section of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Do you want to see more of these characters? Do you want to see more crossover? Do you want to see Ghost Rider rolling with some of these people? Well, Do you want to see Man-Thing? Do you want to see the fucking Werewolf versus Moon Knight? Which, oh my God, do we want to sure. see Dracula versus... Moon Knight famously who got his introduction in uh, the Werewolf by Night series. Yes, um, sir. You know, I, I don't think that there's really any doubt that that's the direction that Marvel's... You know, that's the door that they're opening that, like that horror quote unquote um kind of like chapter of their of their funny books uh and i think it, it's all the better because look we've already heard and we've been hearing ironically we've been hearing you know hundred you know fucking billion dollar profiting movies after after movie oh the genre is slowing down there's uh there's all this fatigue with the superhero genre this then the other thing i'm like well when you don't do a good job, yeah, no, I'm fatigued by it too. But when you do a, a good job and you do something special and you do something new, you have something fresh to tell, yeah, I'm, I'm then I'm all the way in. So I think in response to kind of that rumble, Marvel saying, hey, you know, we have this entire demographic that we have yet to really, really represent. So I, I hope that that's, what it's, that that's what it's saying, like the Guillermo del Toro wing of Marvel is now going to be opened up, even though he's uh, he's off doing his own damn thing, which is just fine with me because I'm going to be there for those too. Um, so yes, yes, my short answer is yes, I do. Nope, we can't hear anything you're saying. Pretty sure. I had to cough before. What I think <laughs> is amazing is that despite having the opportunity for Guillermo del Toro to come in and direct Justice League Dark, Marvel has once again in live action form sw like swooped in like thieves in the night and stolen another potential area 
uh, where where DC could have fucking come in and made a difference. And if you don't think that that's one of the greatest examples why Marvel will continue to be a dominant force in entertainment for years to come, then you have something in common with George Toy Boy Lucas because you motherfuckers are both liars. Because we all know one truth among all Wolfman got nards, and also as well as Han, Han shot first, baby. first, baby. Put it Hello. up. Clinky. Gulp. The worst part of that was I read Ellis's comment that uh, Universal's Dark Universe already did that. Sir. During spooky season, you're going to be this disrespectful? Worse, worse, worse than that is that I read that comment with that fucking high-pitched, annoying voice. Samson said it. Samson said it. <laughs> so thank you for that, Ellis. Just just as the fucking vodka was hitting my little lips. Um, yeah, no, that, 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 entire, that entire special, and it was special. Oh, um, it was it was really just kind of like a breath. Oh, of buddy, that moved my air. little heart. Well, you know, you like that. You're, you're easily moved, like a refrigerator on those little <laughs> moving men discs that they fucking sell at like three in the morning. I know because I'm often awake watching those terrible infomercials, and I'm thinking I could probably use those. Those, those would come in handy. Uh, I love moving my fridge about Mm-mm-mm. in your palatial estate, Johnny Boy, Charlie in the front row. Man, I'm I'm all geeked up. What? Let's yeah, let's no, you're keep geek. it. Let's keep it flowing, keep, baby. Keep what it, you got? So so you were talking about a certain somebody's kind of swooping in and like beating people to the punch and like saying, "Hey, that's a good idea. Let me go ahead and let me go ahead and give myself a try. Let me give it a crack at that." So let me ask you this, and once again, I'm going to beg you to fight off like the werewolf inside you. I'm asking you to fight the urge to sarcastically answer. <laughs> Fair. If I say to you... Give me the strength low. Here's a character. It's a kid character. He's a kid. Going about, doing his business, living like the best he can. Like the facts of life and Mrs. Garrett. And he comes across a very powerful magic wielder that imparts upon him this amazing magic where he just says a, a magical word and all of a sudden he's a superhero, b- bigger than most, a powerful... Yeah, ESPN has some recommendations for me, but I'm not going to listen to them right now. Uh, magical powers can fly around with ease, super strong, um, you, you like can do amazing things and ultimately decides to use those powers to fight... Evil, a child who's now magically imbued with amazing abilities. Who, yes, by speaking a magic word, who would I be talking to you about? Uh, I'd look up into the night sky and I'd yell, Shazam! You would, or even even uh, Captain Marvel as he was formally referred to. But both of those answers uh, would be wrong. Because I am talking about Miracle Man. Oh! Oh! Miracle Guess Man, who's back? AKA Marvel Man, because the ultimate in irony. I mean, this has <laughs> got to be fucking A number one in the comic book irony handbook. Superman rolls out like, hey, good job, <laughs> young Jewish teenagers. 
thank you for your creation. We're going to pay you in about 50 fucking years. <laughs> um, Superman comes around. Game changer. Superman is a number one with a bullet that just bounces off his che- chest. Yeah, maybe he can't fly yet, but he could jump like a motherfucker just like Hulk. <laughs> um, Superman <laughs> takes the world by storm. The kids love him. Men want to be him. Women want to be with him. And some men too. Right? Underwear on the outside doing whatever he want to do. And the other comic book publishers, actually not even comic book publishers, just publishers because (laughs) Superman fucking invented the game too. Uh, They said, hmm, I'm really appreciating all that money, money that you guys are bringing in there. So let's go ahead and let's, uh, let's us come up with our own Superman's. Yeah, great um, guy. Like, yeah, let, let's come up with a couple Special of red, Steve. white, and yellow mother suckers, and uh, we'll cash some checks too, little kids, with your sticky ass nickels. So um, that little boy got a nickel. Ironically, of the many, many copycat characters that rolled out on the fucking red booted heels of our boy Kal-El, maybe none was greater. Then Billy Bastion himself, the big red cheese, right? Yeah, they changed up the color scheme a little bit, and they said, hey, you know, he's not from another planet. His powers are magical. In what about nature. a rope for his cape? So he, so he, yeah, it's good. fancy, fancy. So so here comes then now Captain Marvel, um, and he's and he's he's doing business like gangbusters, to the point where where DC. Says, hey, you know what? Um, hey, hey, fuck you guys. That's kind of our money. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and need to see you in court. And they sued the bejesus out of the folks at Captain Marvel. And they won because obviously it was a clear, clear <laughs> fucking analog. Of, no, but of this Superman. one's sometimes a tiny boy. Shut the so fuck up. So they said, you know what? Uh, in, in like the absolute best episode of Divorce Court ever, like, hey, congratulations, you win. Here's all the you, you, the judgment is for all the money in the universe. They were like, well, that's awesome because we can't fucking pay. So here you go, DC, and they <laughs> handed him the character. That's how that's how Billy Bastion earned his DC fucking uh, hall pass to get into the building. Now, the funny thing to me, again, the ultimate funny thing is sometimes. If you're if you're Pepsi, and Coke kind of established the game, just around the corner there is a fucking RC Cola who's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> that gives me a great idea. Your ripoff gives me a great fucking idea. And all of a sudden, <laughs> we get maybe the most handed off. Like this guy, he he would have been like a. He would have been like the 50th fucking lap in NASCAR of fucking handoffs. He was handed off time and time again. Now we just refer to him as, of course, Miracle Man. At one point, he was Marvel Man. Um, what a fucking terrible name. Look, Charlie Man. Superman's bills, my favorite character, though. When the <laughs> when the bills come due, man, you got to do what you got to do. You you lean over. You got to copy somebody off the test if you didn't study. Quick, like, I don't know quick. if they studied. But Off the top, know. over the top of your head, MM as initials for a superhero. Go, go, it's <laughs> a guy. Go. Alliteration is everything I keep on telling you. So, Charlie, let me ask you. Marxist this before, Mike! Before I go, no, no, that's a bad one. That's a bad one. Um, so, I, I got to ask you, how familiar are you with the adventures and misadventures 
of not just Miracle Man in real life, but in the in the four color funny book pages. Uh, we had a pre-show meeting, and you were like, "I'm going to talk about Miracle Man," and I went, "Oh fuck, I got to read some Miracle Charlie Man." Charlie said, "Great, I can't wait to learn all about him during the show." Yeah, so I uh, I read the shit out of issue zero that came out on October 5th. My comic book guy said, what now? And I was like, Miracle Man number zero, please. And he was like, this doesn't match anything. I'm like, Miracle Man number it zero. Exists. I promise. So yeah, we'll, so we'll get there. So again, Fawcett so not, Comics. Not too much, buddy. <laughs> fair enough. So Fawcett Comics was the, uh, the publisher, uh, the U.S. publisher, which is important, of Captain Marvel. Uh, ends up getting discontinued because of that lawsuit with DC. Uh, Len Miller was the fucking cat in the background. I was like, hmm, so I'm going to go ahead and put out some books, but I'm going to go ahead and I'll do it in the UK. Because over there, all fucking bets are off. You saw Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> that shit was real, but it was for uh, publication rights. So uh, they said, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and just, uh, we'll just print reprints and we'll fucking change some names around and uh it's still good the fucking dumb english with their goofy teeth they don't fucking know they're still wearing shorts with tall socks and it's like fucking the middle of winter over there so they changed a bunch of stuff and uh they ended up calling him what the fuck did they calling uh did they call him uh, not so much captain marvel uh marvel man was one of the monikers at one point um but they were like Wink, wink. It's still, it's still Captain Marvel, guys. Like, don't, don't even fucking sweat it. So, uh, like, they made him even. He was a reporter, and again, alliteration. Uh, Mickey Moran. Um, he like, oh no, he meets an astrophysicist. See, what happened was, it's not just magic; it's space powers. Oh, that's where you get your space powers. This, this just sounds oh, like an God. asshole kid on the playground uh, when you're playing superheroes, and you're like, I got super speed, and then I'm like, I got super strength, and then I'm like, I got heat vision. Uh, I can hear dolphins. I can summon yeah. astral projections of me. But like motherfucker, we all. Also, one thing. Uh, I can win in a lightsaber fight against a completely <laughs> trained fucking Sith Lord, even though that's not what they call him. Uh, but also, as every dead Jedi talks to me, whether I'm related to him or not. Uh, Skywalker. My last name is Skywalker because I said so. Not every, what was Yoda's last name, motherfucker? Not everybody has last names. Just because in space, imagine, not, not to go completely off, but that fucking like, bitch yeah. in the desert is like, what's your name? Your full name and your social security number. What are you doing here, bitch? <laughs> That's the fucking mom was what that bitch of, in the fucking what desert. What kind of tree nuts are you allergic to? Um, so in any case... Um, the, the fucking company stops publishing altogether. Now we're like 1966 and, uh, warrior rolls around. And it's at this point, then the veritable <laughs> Alan Moore gets involved. Now, yes! Alan Moore, as we all know, is absolute comic book royalty. Um, look, the, 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 the truth of the matter is that sometimes the dustiest, most easily discarded, unused bad reputation having properties end up yielding the best shit why is that charlie i'll throw it back a little bit why do you think that werewolf by night was so universally fucking well received yeah granted the the the, the project was beautifully fucking done it was expertly handled and they had an idea in mind and they executed it verbatim the way they saw it in their mind yeah no that's a, a 
That's huge. That's maybe 99% of it. But that other 1% Charlie is because there was be- zero fucking yeah. expectation, man. That's Nobody that's is like- wearing their werewolf by night pajamas. Like, oh, I've been waiting for this for 30 years. You're lying, son. You're lying. <laughs> that's the equivalent of like you go over to of like a friend's house and they give you a toy they don't give a fuck about and a marker they're like i don't give a shit what you do to to tunnel rat yeah they're like, oh shit, you did this? Yeah, this is mine though. All the stuff is mine. You know that, right? Uh, just waiting for the next fucking uh, lawsuit to hit. So, so they're telling some, they're telling good stories with an easily discarded character for the exact same reason, Charlie. Nobody really gave a fuck. You couldn't ultimate up a fucking freedom. Yeah, of a cop. It was a photocopy of a photocopy of a character. So they said, eh, fuck it, do whatever you want. And we see how many analogs of characters now. Uh, we play that fucking game. Uh, I was just having the conversation, Superman, uh, Superman, Man-Thing, or fucking... Uh, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, thank you very much. And ironically, Man-Thing looks more like he just pulled out of the swamp than fucking uh, than, than Swamp Thing does. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I digest. Um, but in any case, in the mid-80s, you get another fucking name change and they're like look as long as the first and second name starts and then we really don't give a fuck we are very pot committed to this very simple logo it's totally totally fine and um they uh, eclipse comics come this to start reprinting the fuck out of everything because like man dum-dums they'll pay for it again why not why not the guys at the blu-ray industry like oh this is fucking brilliant great idea guys so 4K now, Ultra Mega Mix. <laughs> so now you're 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 getting a wider visibility for the fucking um for the for the more stories and like oh this is actually really fucking good. I just imagine they're like reprint that bullshit. Then they're reading it. They're like holy fuck, yeah, we've re- like, reprinted gold. We didn't even print them in the proper page order, and it's still fucking one of the best books out there now. Like, is this better out of order? They said, look, we, we've kind of got everybody's little juices flowing. Let's come up with some new shit with this motherfucker that we have breathed life into just by kind of like playing a repeat of a repeat. And uh, the man himself, King Dingaling, we worship at his altar. We say it all the time. None other than Neil Fothermuckin' Gaiman. He steps in. He's like, hey, I got a little something for you because that's what his accent sounds like. And... Um, we're we're getting like silver age, dark age, and golden age stories from like one perennially one of the best storytellers uh, in the game right now in comics, in fucking novels, in flicks, in series, whatever. Neil Gaiman is the fucking man. Um, now you're getting stuff that like you could not have possibly imagined back on day one when you're copying off of your neighbor's desk off of their test, looking over their shoulder, you don't even know if they studied, and you're like, fuck it, I, <laughs> I, you got a better chance than I did. I definitely didn't, so it's up to you. <laughs> so um, so, so here, here's the thing. So now you have a, a viable property and a legally free property. So like, this is, this is fucking great. Like, Miracle Man was the equivalent of, uh, of, of Robotech, right? Like they're like who who owns what? What's continuity? This then the other thing. Um, <laughs> Charlie, you can hit that comment because Ellis is, is clearly dynamite. drunk. Neil Gaiman can't carry George Lucas's giant size man thing. That's How valid. dare! That's first valid. of all, Seth, 
George Lucas is a tiny penis. <laughs> hmm. We both took a victorious so, yeah, well, like, sip. Let we're me like, go ahead and take a laugh. Fuck off, Lucas! I am Woo! leaving that whole pregnant pause in. Accomplished. <laughs> so, so now you have a viable property again. Uh, some of the best storytellers, some of the best creators in the comic book having now left their fingerprints all over it. And uh, the problem is that fucking Todd McFarlane, who is another one of my favorites, he actually ended up stepping in and buying Eclipse's creative assets and um so that was worth like 83 bucks yeah he's like hold on ching ching i got you i got you uh like spawn number five pay for everything that eclipse ever had um so he says like well i fucking own miracle man also as well as and uh uh, neil gaiman is like um well you know i was kind of in the middle of something so i I don't want to i don't want to beat this to death because uh like ella said i will be doing a fucking uh, Ken Burns style Full. documentary series uh, on the topic. But um, anyway, so there's a couple of more machinations involved. And ultimately, he ends up back at his namesake originally. He ends up back at Marvel. And Marvel's like, look, we are going to... We're going to bring him to the to the to the front. We're gonna we're gonna let him play with the with the big boys and gals uh, on the field unfettered. But you know what? There is unfinished business so they go back to fucking game and like hey you know why don't you wrap up your original fucking story that you were literally in the middle of before they started playing fucking stretch armstrong with the character (laughs) and uh he's like okay fucking great so now it's gonna take us all the way to charlie's most recent amazon search miracle man number zero an anthology So in here, and then here's the funny thing: you can either listen uh, to this episode and get all kind of like sixty-two percent caught up on the character, or you can read this damn book and get all the way caught up. It's fucking awesome. Uh, it was just anth- just outstanding, and and honestly, I say to it this made day, me cry though because I'm a little bitch. Silver Age comics. You're right, Charlie. There is something that is like heart tugging. Right now, like, you open up a comic and you see somebody literally ripped in half. You see backs being broken. You see cities fucking decimated. And you're like, huh, huh. Like, it's all very ho-hum at this point. Fucking Galactus farts and, like, takes out an entire system of planets. Nobody really cares. The stakes uh, are impossibly fucking high. That shit won the case in the Silver Age. Yeah. Uh, The kitten in the tree mattered. In Silver Age comics, so so you did get a chance to read Zero. I did. Give me give me a particular that that stood out from the because it, it just, really was kind of like all inclusive. It was like a, I did a crash no, course in the character. I did no research, so I had no idea what to That's expect. Awesome. Going in cold so like the, that, it was fucking it was amazing because getting to unfold like a classic feeling Neil Gaiman story because it felt classic despite being brand new. Just came out on the fucking fifth. Um, there was something about the the way that that character getting to kind of live inside of his head for a whole issue, and then to see versions of Miracle Man in such a unique a way, style, and man. kind of seeing a version of of Neil himself 
uh, in the four color funnies, who's like this amazing hybrid panda with with Alan Moore, because clearly there was grumpy aspects that reeked Here, of. Here's the thing. Awesome! It's the, unexpectedly the, wonderful. Anybody who who fucking Alan Moore. Can Alan Moore stop saying that he doesn't think adultery comics? Like we we get it, brother. Your fucking opinion has been duly noticed, uh, no, uh fucking noted. I still disagree with you, dum dum. Like yeah. your fucking books are some of the best books, period, that I fucking read. And I'm not talking about the nudie ones that you did that with sh- your damn wife. <laughs> that shit's for a fact. Like just but stop. You know what, though, He's like, Twitter. Just his beard alone can get him on the fucking can get him a, a story on on page one of comic book fucking daily. Like, can, can you just stop? Because truly, his work is some like anything he fucking touches, gets hairy, and uh, B is just fucking like you have to put it to the top of that fucking genre. So yeah, Alan Moore also as well as, um, yeah, his his opinion is irrelevant in regards to. The comic book medium, but he fucking makes them comic books like, Mwah. he fucking does it. That's nice. the problem. He's like my favorite cousin who has all the wrong fucking opinions. He's just Chalupe? like at just Chalupe, just trying to ruin Thanksgiving. It's his own. It's honestly, it was his parents' fault for naming him something so close to a Taco Bell fucking item. <laughs> like, if your name fucking looks like at one point a Chihuahua said that he kiddos you. It's gonna, you're gonna end up having issues growing up. That's just fucking how it is, man. But uh, yeah, so in any case, guys, I highly, highly recommend. We don't as often, I think, as we should talk about straight fucking comic books here on this comic book podcast. Uh, but this is not just an informal fucking Ken Burns style documentary, U.S. Comics entry. I'll, I'll work on that one. Um, it is also, as well as an unmitigated fucking. Uh, request that you guys go out, purchase yes. it, uh, get yourself caught up. Because, Gotta support the Goodreads. But also as well as fucking Miracle Man, he gonna be running up uh, in the business of all your favorite and probably uh, some of your least favorite Marvel characters. They are going to have to contend with yet another Superman by way of Shazam fucking knockoff. Yeah. With just um, the cutest spit curl. Just dead center in his head. Adorable. Just just goldy locks fucking glowing in the brains. But anyone who follows Sentry knows that it is a fucking good thing. Sometimes you gotta be careful what you ask for. Fact. Word. Um, but look, the bottom line is this, and this is I've realized a multiple bottom line topic. <laughs> um, I have been waiting for this cat to show back up to get back to the forefront. Um just like I've been waiting for Charlie to tell all the good people at home how we go about paying our bills. We know how Fawcett Comics did it. They just fucking ripped off whoever the hell was popular at the time. We go about our business a different way. Charlie, tell them where we at. Tonight, we are brought to you by Unreliable Mattress. These are mattresses in a bag that I've never... No. Oh, that's right. They're, because uh, where? check did not clear, brother. Fair enough. And luckily for us and them, we're not like other pods who just sell out for any random brand that's willing to shell out a couple dollars. No, no. Because once again, today we are brought to you by one of our absolute favorite bands. That, of course, is Bad Mary. You heard them during the intro. You're going to hear them again at the end of the show. Wondering where else you can catch their acting. You can follow them over at Bad Mary Band across all social media 
media platforms. You can support them over on patreon.com forward slash badmaryband. You can stay up to date at badmary.com for merch and upcoming performances. My absolute favorite part is their entire discography, John, is available on every single music streaming service. So if you have a way of listening to digital music, bam, you got all of Bad Mary. Except LimeWire, because fucking those guys. I have bad um, news. I, I put question. all their shit up the other day. Son of a bitch. I got another question, though, Charlie. Where we dropping with Sergeant Finesse? Oh, it's true. The Sarge is gaming on both Trovo and Facebook. Multiple streams every day. Outstanding video game content. Supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today. Because when the Sarge is on deck... You salute, son. GG's. I can't stop playing that fucking mobile game, bro. Like, it's going to be a real problem very, very soon. I mean, I, I don't know if your toilet bowl can handle you spending 12 hours a day on it. That fucking brown eye McFly definitely can't. Oh, my God. Well, as long as oh, that brown my. eye stays brown and doesn't turn a delicious crimson red, we're in delicious. for good news. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say... Delicious in regard to the color crimson red. Well, what if I sprinkled on a little bit of gold, baby? Because the man is back and he is in gold and red. And I, of course, am talking about the man without fear with the most ham-handed transition of all time. John, my boy, Matt Murdock is back in costume. We got he the lawyer. In all his ketchup and mustard glory. Fuck yes, we had him lawyering in Spider-Man, and we had him show up to save She-Hulk from those fucking Twitter bots because it is impossible to watch the newest episode of She-Hulk without a giant Cheshire cat like smile on your face because our boy is back. But of course, John, people feel the need to disappoint me. People feel the need to insinuate that my boy, Matthew Kenneth Murdoch, Kenneth is not his real middle name. I was going to say, I didn't know. Would ever uh, do a walk of shame. I'll have you know, Matt Murdoch exclusively does the slut strut. Because Matt showed up, he lawyered the shit out of She-Hulk. Bought her a green drink with, uh, to my eyes, that did not deceive me, a very suggestive red cherry deep up in that apple teeny. Because, you know, red gets in green, baby. Winky, wink, wink. Oh. They fucked. Um, the episode was every uh, uh, was everything I needed it to be for Daredevil to come back. John, yeah. I need to know before I dive in much further, much mm -hmm. like one Matt Murdock dove deep into the sheets, um, I need to know what you thought about the latest episode of She-Hulk Attorney at Law I, and the reintroduction yes. of Daredevil. I, uh, I loved it. Frankly, um, She-Hulk has been somewhat of a like a lightning rod uh, for comic book com conversations. So, <laughs> so um, there are some people who like adamantly dislike the show. And I would argue with them, how invested were you like going into it? Similarly, like the, the, the entire Werewolf by Night fucking um, uh, conversation, 
like were you rocking your She-Hulk undies and like like you you you, you had favorite episodes that you hoped that they referenced like what was your level of expectation going into the She-Hulk uh, series because the only way that I could possibly wrap my mind around somebody not particularly loving the series and, and I'm not ta- I know that's not the topic but um it kind of leads me into this is if people were like so adamantly excited for her to to show up and then were disappointed by what they got this like half hour sitcom format um to which I would argue well you're you're wrong though because that 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 is probably one of the most conceptually accurate uh, uh, depictions, uh, adaptations that we have gotten. Like this is how she is in the fucking comics. She's she's a reluctant participant in anything super. Um, the fucking the dynamic between like She Hulk versus fucking Jennifer is there the whole time. She's also a little bit of uh, she's free and easy uh, with her affections, which frankly I quite love. That is just swell to me. But to get back to your original point, the Matt Murdock of it all. And this spoilers heavy because I'm assuming everyone uh, within the sound of our voice and the the, the the availability of their peepers to see us right now they're caught up. Um, Charlie, what has been her greatest fucking challenge? Not Titania, not fucking even hulking about. She got finding pretty, a good guy. She got pretty good at that pretty quickly, as fucking as Bruce would let us know. Um, was finding not just finding a good guy, Charlie, because I might argue some of those other fellas, hey, they they could have been the one for her, but they were the one for She-Hulk. Yeah, fucking DD. He said, "Hey, Jennifer, I see you, and I can't see shit." <laughs> it was so. It was so uh, Matt Murdock of it all. He's like, "Hey, kid, I got you." What and, I uh, love. That's why he got it done. A little bit upset that he doesn't wear socks with those fucking fucking boots, <laughs> doing all the jumping around that he does. I'm like, this can't be I, good. This I have a theory be good for the old fashioned senses. I have a theory. I don't know how much we want to dive into this theory because fucked up. I mean, this My, co- it's what we've come to expect from you, Charlie. <laughs> Matt Murdock is clearly, I would argue, he has all the tools required to be Marvel's greatest lover. Huntsman? <laughs> he is he is he is a coxman he is a he has the potential due to his special set of skills he has sure. the potential to be the king of the coxman sorry tony with your drunk olympic i'm not hearing it from peter parker there's no way he knows how to fuck daredevil my theory is matt murdoch fucks with his socks on uh-huh. he, needs, for, for, he uh, needs he needs no here's my theory uh, he needs it he needs it for the traction. But I also so he suspect... Wears, like, hospital socks into bed? No. That is not a good look for anybody, for, even if you're first blind. Of all, first of all, I do suspect that they might have that, that little no-grip slip for many reasons. Oh, no. But what He's I like, think happened... Jennifer, that was good uh, smashing, but can you give me my isoternas for my feet? I think Daredevil showed Jen such a good time mm. that she repaid him with her i suspect her best possible performance for round two would be mean and green and she may have boned his socks off 
Right. So, so that for this Gen She Hulk sandwich, just jettison off into space. I think they jettison. I think the toe curl. So, and then they did. I think he Warner Brothers cartoon like. Yeah, and then I think. Then I suspect round three was a more relaxed time once again with Jennifer, and they just couldn't find the socks. He got shit to do. He has a flight to catch. So I suspect the barefoot nature of what happened wasn't just a reference to women holding heels, because I think Marvel's better than that. I think this is definitive proof that Daredevil is the greatest lover in the Marvel Universe. Cinematic! Or otherwise. John, there is a misconception I really want to talk to you about. Because I could talk about how much I love this episode. I could... First of all, I am shipping them hard. Like, get them fucking... I need them to just do cute romantic shoulder touches on rooftops. They've already established this would have potentially been a long-distance relationship. I love it. This is going to be... They're just going to have to... Look, I hate to get all romantical about it because this is not the type of show. This is gonna they set up a situation where these are characters who are gonna come back, come together and have to go about their their business. Come back together, little special, little sleepless in Seattle, little when Harry met Sally. Oh. Then they gotta go and they gotta go Could you imagine Jen? Charlie the reluctant heroes, it happens to us all. It's so difficult. Uh, no, not not me personally. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like other people with super identities. Um, yeah, no, I. I it's, but uh, but this is it's kind of sad, man. It's kind of sad. This is what I really wanted to talk to you about, though, because again, the episode Good, is we're almost out of time. I know. I'll make it quick. <laughs> episode is damn near pitch perfect. Um, I would argue that the extra like eight minutes maybe could have been preserved for the finale, but they want to tease it. I fucking totally respect it. Uh, I absolutely will fully fund Ellis's new fan film, which is Elektra versus She-Hulk, uh, Hulk versus Ninja, the ultimate example of a cat fight. People, Ninjas weren't cats, bro. for some reason, they wear the same pajamas. For some reason, people insist upon pretending that they understand a character and they act like they're us. There's a reason. There's a reason that this podcast exists. We're educators. We're here to help you with your dumb opinions. And John, you said something brilliant in regards to Matt Murdock, the character. Typical. It is. I was also surprised. Um, I'm just going to pretend you said the things I want. Matt Murdock and his wonderful Netflix show is not indicative of every aspect of even the Netflix Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock is not a miserable person. Matt Murdock is not an emo person. Matt Murdock isn't even an unhappy person. What Matt Murdock is, and it is a core tenant of the character, is he is blind. Just as important as his blindness is the fact that he has tremendous Catholic guilt when he was flying back to new york you know what he thought he thought where the fuck are my socks you know what his other thought was his other thought was oh should i have made a breakfast motherfucker is a guilty conscience is his main superpower but people who were upset that he had the audacity to smile or be charming listen to me you emo twitter fucks nobody who frowns all the time gets tail the quality of one 
Matt Murdock. All right, stop trying to be like Dan Bilzerian, you fucking losers. Matt Murdock absolutely can be happy. Matt Murdock absolutely can smile. Matt Murdock is a fucking cocksmith. How dare they misidentify a character? Please uh, let the people know what you told me, and let me know if you don't remember. I'll remind you. Yeah, no, you kind of you kind of went uh, to left field. I wasn't Sorry, sure you said you brilliantly via text message. You said no character that is is uh, that has the potential to be long lasting can be completely one note. So if that. you're a character that's just an emo fuck, you maybe get a film, you maybe get one graphic novel, but to be as long lasting as Matt Murdock, you have to be a complex character. So I want you to just educate these fools, take a couple minutes, fucking help them understand why no character is just one thing. Matt yeah. Murdock to be grumpy for more than his Netflix series as his only identifiable fucking characteristic? Get the fuck out of here. Well, yeah, I mean, there's really not much more meat on that particular bone. Um, but but all, all I'll say is this. Again, Daredevil is not a, a, new, a new character. This is a character who has had, and quite frankly, in comic books, it's somewhat unique, is that... Um, arcs they tend to like come and go almost like sitcom episodes where like the episode starts you get a gag uh the situation in the sitcom uh fucking you know unveils itself and then you have to then contend with it but by the end of the episode before the credits roll um and you see the lovely animated stills that the, the fucking planned out the the shots uh, for the upcoming episode um everything is kind of like back to normal but with a character that's long-lasting like Daredevil, and, and uniquely so, he carried his shit over. So, like, if a window gets broken in his apartment in episode 12, episode 32, that window's still fucking broken. Unless he has a, a, a sub-episode or an after-credit scene where he's like, la-la-la-la, and he went to Lowe's, and he fucking got a replacement that he's installing himself, which is just, like, hilarious with a blind guy. Um... So, so yeah, you know, I, I think Daredevil is unique in several ways, but probably the most in which that you kind of, like, see where he goes. Now, the funny thing is... Ironically, see where he goes. Sometimes... So, we, like, we see, see where he goes. Uh, sometimes, sometimes, he is emo as fuck. The most emo. Like, he'll do a He takes over. me a run for my he'll money. Like, Ugh. He'll do, like, the head toss, and, like, he's got his mask on. And uh, you see, like, one fucking horn slides over to the other side. He, <laughs> he pulls it back across. But also, as well as he could be having a great Tuesday, better than anybody else. And then um, Punisher shows up. Or fucking, you know, Elektra or for Stick or whoever the fuck. And they're like, ah, oh, I was having such a good day, you sons of bitches. And now we're uh, now hilarity ensues yet again. So, so, yeah, Daredevil is very, very unique in that. But but I think it really speaks more so to people who just I, I don't want to be insulting because do I it can insult them fuck them nah, nah that's not fun um, I'm guilty of it myself sometimes too the truth is that we don't know as much as we think we do and that that's obviously a layered sentiment because someone can have fifty fucking you know omnibus editions of every issue ever made but they're not all committed to memory. Yeah. Um, 
and you spoke about like Catholic guilt. That that's one of the things. I, know, I went to Catholic school for many, many, many years. And yet um, you show no signs Kevin of guilt. Smith about to shuck up. Um, Kevin Smith wrote one of my all-time favorite Daredevil fucking runs, and uh, that was so steeped in his in Matt Murdock's Catholicism uh, overall that I was like, I I this is so familiar to me. Like I I totally freaking get it. Superman talks about his fucking Krypton blowing up in my Krypton. I do not have a frame of reference for that. I can only imagine it must suck. Um, <laughs> you know, but like, you know, Daredevil getting all these signs. I'm like, oh shit, I read that page in King James 2. Oh, some a bitch. Um, so I, I think that there are m- multiple elements of Daredevil that are, are very relatable. But yeah, no, I love the fact that you that you latched onto you like, yeah, not 100% emo all the time, huh? All right, I'll run with that. That sounds great. I, w- I would argue uh, when it comes to trying to fucking uh, ruin bed frames with She-Hulks around the greater New York metropolitan area, I think I charm the fuck up when I need to. I bought a couple Apple teenies for bitches in my day. Um, like, the- Enjoy this. I fucking dare you. <laughs> Um, what did you think about, and again, relatively quickly, the execution when they had a hallway fight scene, it felt like Marvel giving me the huggiest hug that ever hugged. Cause they were like, nah, baby, it's still kind of that guy. Like in the multiverse that it turns out is pretty mad. Uh, this daredevil, very similar to the Netflix daredevil. One thing I said to you, man, he is moving like classic comic book daredevil more than i feel like he ever physically did in the next talking about physically they let him fucking full daredevil it he has such a fucking like gymnast um sensibility he's so much like looser for lack of a better uh term he's his flips seem a little bit tighter and well, more he's not exaggerated ben affleck fucking uh, red yeah. leather motorcycle suit sleeping in a iso fucking barrack hot tub uh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. I. I totally get it. Matter of I, fact, one could speak to his literal new suit, uh, that he that he fucking got from the Jacob the Jeweler version of Marvel, <laughs> um, and that I think probably has a lot to do with it. Also, I like the fact that they're like, here's Matt in the hallway again. You know? Oh no, she she, she shut up. Okay. That so was people. awesome. That was. Yeah, all- like, I also those love are the type of uh, homages that they give the loyal viewer. Those are the, the yeah. Easter eggs. Uh, I, I personally, I personally was very as much as I love, I worship at the altar of the Netflix Daredevil show. I think it was amazing. I also do think they could have had more seasons. I don't want to imply otherwise. At some point, though, we were going to get to this lighter version of Matt, if for no other reason than to once again make him a miserable prick. Like there is, like you said, the cyclical nature of uh, despair, grief, fighting it, coming back from it. It's Netflix, fucking Netflix awesome. didn't give that concept enough room to play out because they, they kind of started to with the deterioration of the the foggy Matt relationship and like kind of like the the love triangle of it all and they're like oh she's not gonna be back and I was like good that fucking home wrecking bitch and the home that I was referring to was Matt and Foggy's um uh, also like what's going on with Punisher man like come on kid what, what are you doing <laughs> oh he's um, gonna so be back screaming in no time the the Netflix the Netflix the the series uh, in general they those were 
pretty one note. That was like the Netflix version of the Snyderverse. Yes. So for fucking Marvel characters. They just kind of uh, pass on. It's always hey, raining. G joining us. What's cracking? I was super happy to see Daredevil again. It was weird to see him smiling so much. Weird though. is yeah, sometimes John, we good. Were, we were just talking. Yeah, but, but weird in a good Good way, John G. Joining us late. Guys, it's weird to see a blind lawyer smash a She-Hulk. I'm here for it, though. I mean, it's weird for us to see it. He didn't see that shit at all, and he was really trying. Um, just really quickly, guys, do me the oppor- do me the favor. Take this opportunity as we're in the the the, fi- the fumes of the show. Um, again, if you haven't done so, take the opportunity to like the episode we love all the comments this is awesome this helps for our visibility we do want to continue to grow all the chapters uh, of the show because we are on multiple platforms right now um also as well as the audio sometimes it's fun to hear your name uh, read out loud uh, you could rewind and say hey mom listen to this they're talking about me yeah. i was funny i'm um, so famous take, hit hit the button hit the button hit the button um because look you know at the end of the day Sometimes your big green girlfriend goes away and you're like, what are we going to do now? Um, I don't know if you meant for that to be poetry, but I loved it. I loved it too, but there is one thing I love even more, and that's after a show this fucking good, telling my brother he did a great job. Uh, But to do that... It's true. uh, It's true. I got a couple quick steps for you. John, the very first thing you got to do is turn the power on. Then you gotta turn the volume up. Then you gotta tune Ben Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Same space girl. Sorry about that. Yeah. Morning now, the world did not come down. I gotta face the shit we've done. No more Facebook likes, no more instant spite. I gotta face what we've become. And we-